Hello, everyone, and welcome to UGA Sports Rumors versus Facts. I am Blaine Gilmer here with Jed May, and we are talking Georgia football recruiting once again. Uh, welcome in. As you do so, go ahead and hit that like button while you're in here for us. That helps out always. Subscribe. We're, we're inching ever closer to that 36,000 subscriber mark, and that's uh, the, the largest amount out there thanks to you guys and the growth of this channel over the last year, year and a half, so appreciate that. But here we talk all Georgia football recruiting, as I said, and Jed and I will be going through a bunch of things, visitors coming up, uh, some new targets kind of emerging for, for Georgia here as of late, uh, and then, of course, the updates on quarterbacks, uh, one Dylan Raiola, especially going out there with everything that's being said about him. Uh, as always, this show is presented by Turner Wooden Smith in cooperation with Auto Owners Insurance. More about them a little bit later, but you can see them and you can see all the details on them in the description below. But Jed, uh, how's everything going this evening, man? Going good. Uh, you know, just got back from the combine in Indianapolis, which, uh, and, you know, it's funny. It's a little bit like recruiting because these, these guys are getting asked about teams. What would it be like to play for – the Steelers or Dolphins or whatever. It reminds me a little bit of, of the questions we ask these prospects. So, uh, but uh, glad to be back and ready to talk some uh, talk some recruiting. Absolutely. And uh, you wrote an article. I would just go ahead and right off the top, we're going to talk about some uh, new kind of emerging targets for Georgia, specifically kind of on that offensive line. There's a couple of guys that have received some offers as of late and things like that. But one being uh, Aiden Lynch, who's from the upper run, the, the New Jersey area, has a a wingspan like a dang condor man i mean he's i think he's like six seven a uh, wingspan around 82 inches so he's uh, he's got some long arms and he's got he's a guy who picked up a power five offer from georgia his first power five offer so tell us about uh aiden lynch and kind of how that all came about yeah it's weird because you don't see georgia being the first power five offer uh for, for a lot of kids it usually comes from a local team or whatever like it would rutgers would have been a perfect thought with aiden lynch but um you know, Fran Brown just kind of happened upon him and, and watched his film and reached out and it went from there. And, you know, he, he's Aiden is, is a big college football guy being from New Jersey. And so he, he knows the Georgia program. He's a Giants fan. So he knows Andrew Thomas. Um, and it meant a lot to him. You know, Fran Brown, when he called and extended the offer, he made sure that Aiden's family was on the phone with him. So family is is kind of the, um, you know, emerging thought about Georgia for him right now is visiting on March 25th for a spring practice. And and look, it's obviously early in this recruitment, being that Georgia is first Power 5 offer. He's gotten pit since then. I'm sure there will be more to come. Um, but when you're a kid like this and a school like Georgia is the first one, because Pitt, you know, it, and, I, and I don't know, I, I don't talk to Pitt coaches, but Pitt could have seen, oh, this kid got offered from Georgia. We need to investigate. When a school like Georgia is the first one to seek you out, do the research, and then extend that offer, it's, it's going to mean a lot. Um to a kid like Aiden, who's kind of a late bloomer. So, um, you know, he told me Georgia's at the top, which which isn't too surprising. And he's going to visit Athens in a couple of weeks, see what it feels like in Athens, if he could play, uh, if, if, if he feels like Athens is a place he could be. But, you know, like you said, Blaine, he's got a great frame. He's at 283 pounds, which, um, you know, doesn't sound like a lot, but there's obviously, you know, almost a full year before he would be on, on campus. So plenty of time to add some weight and got some athleticism playing the game for a long time. And, um, and yeah, we'll uh, we'll see how it develops once he visits here in a, in about three weeks. Yeah, they and they also offered another offensive lineman, Ethan Callaway, uh, lately. And then you know, of course, Jordan Seaton is not necessarily a you know new 
prospect. He was there uh, for Junior Day weekend in January, but he some there is some new news on him. You know, with him dropping some top schools. Now there was a lot of them, but I feel like Georgia, based on Stacy Searles and what happened in that visit, that Georgia's pretty high up there in that new list for Jordan Seaton. Yeah, definitely think Georgia's in. There. I think one of our vault questions is 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 Georgia in the top group? I'd say they're probably top five maybe at least i mean i would at this point i would say jordan's in good shape to get one of those official visits and and we'll see after that but yeah getting him on campus in january was huge um and and like you said it went pretty well we we kind of got some reports after that and um you know he's one of those guys and it was interesting when i was writing about ernest green at the combine i noticed that um rivals actually had him list, had ernest listed as a guard and i think the same is true with jordan seaton um, so a guy that could probably play both and you look at him and Daniel Calhoun are kind of targets one, a and one B right now. And then you've got guys behind them, like, um, like Aiden, like we mentioned, we've got, um, I'm sure they won't give up with Cam Pringle. There's, um, shoot, I'm, I'm missing a lot of guys. I know, um, Jonathan Daniels, Fletcher Westfall, yeah. Timothy Lewis. I got to pull my little list up here. Jaquan McCroy as a, as a tackle who, you know, yeah, he can that. play both both inside and outside. Yeah, I mean, Jaquan McCroy is huge. So, um, you know, he might Mike White might be making a call to uh, get him down in the paint and Stegman <laughs> Coliseum whenever Stegman Coliseum reopens. So, um, you know, a lot of guys out there. It's still kind of early from these guys, and we'll see how things kind of develop uh, over the next month, month and a half or so with a lot of these spring visits coming up. Absolutely, and we're going to get to some of those vault questions that you kind of alluded to there uh, here in just a minute, but I did want to talk about on the defensive side of the ball, a guy and kind of newer name that emerged, Jordan uh, Joseph Phillips, okay, Joseph Phillips from Tuskegee, Alabama, all right, he is a guy that plays for Booker T. Washington High School, four-star, he's in the Rivals 250, he visited Georgia on Friday, uh, talked to him over the weekend. He had some questions uh, kind of about Georgia going in, okay, but just because he, you know, not just Georgia, but everybody kind of jumped on this kid a little bit later. Uh, the month of December was really big for him. That's when he got his Georgia offer, and, and Glenn Schumann and, and Georgia really kind of started to establish that rapport with him. But then, as he said in, in his interview, the national championship game hit and Georgia got busy and all this kind of stuff. You know, when it comes down to it, he was questioning, okay, is it going to pick back up? And he said as soon as the national championship game ended, Glenn Schumann and them got back in touch with him, told him they wanted him to come for a visit. And he came uh, – his first visit, like I said, this past Friday, uh, from all indications, what he said, Georgia knocked it out of the park with, you know, their messaging on player development, especially on that defensive side of the ball, the linebackers, what they've done. He was there during the combine while Nolan Smith and all those guys were doing their thing. So he saw the player, uh, you know, interaction and things like that. So, George uh, – Joseph Phillips is a guy who you need to keep an eye out for. Measured in at 6'2 238. He hadn't run his 40 time yet because uh, he's kind of been recovering from a little injury he had. But uh, very quick off the edge, a guy that, that Glenn Schumann uh, and company like a lot. You know, they told him, hey, we don't see you as a guy with a high upside. We see you as a guy that has, has, is already really good that we want to bring into the program. Said they could use him first and second down as an inside backer, move him around on the outside on third and fourth downs, a la, you know, Jalen Walker, uh, Adam Anderson, how they did that. So to do that and and be a guy that that is used versa, versatility like that, Jed, I mean, it already tells you what kind of athlete they think that Joseph Phillips is. 
Yeah, and they're trying to get maybe more of those guys that could play inside and outside. Braylon Wilson's a guy this year who I think could maybe grow into that Jalen Walker type role just because he's he's a, a freakish athlete. We all remember the the uh, the the sensor speeds had him at, at 22 or 21, 22 miles an hour during the season. So um, yeah, that's kind of one of the the kind of maybe the next evolution. This inside linebacker. Okay, you got the sideline sideline guys. Now you get those guys that you can move inside and outside and. And um, Joseph Phillips certainly fits that role. Got a visit coming up this weekend. Uh, you mentioned uh, right before we came on air, so uh, tell tell the people who who's going to be coming in town, or uh, who at least who we've had had down for a little while here. Yeah, my unofficial uh, list over here I've got it written down has got um, Amari Jefferson from uh, Chattanooga being in town. He is, I believe, listed as an athlete on Rivals. Georgia's recruiting him as a receiver. He actually goes to the same school as Will Muschamp's. Uh, younger son wit so that's the main connection there um he he rose in the latest rivals rankings added that fourth star not in the 250 yet i don't think but but a guy that is that is clearly on the upswing i've never seen him play he was supposed to be at under armor last week or two weeks ago and um and couldn't make it but uh definitely excited to um you know get back down to athens he's he's been a bunch of times and i think this is really one of those visits that might cement where george is going to be at heading into the summer and and everything like that maybe try to lock in an official visit coming out of this one as well. And correct me if I'm wrong, he was at one point committed to Tennessee as a baseball player, was he not? I think so. I think he still be committed to Tennessee because I know BJ BJ Gibson was also committed was committed to Tennessee. I know he's decommitted. Amari still uh, might be committed. Not 100. Yeah, sure. I, I yeah, think but, these guys are playing uh, playing multiple sports, and, and you right. know the the kind of athletes that they are. So, uh, you know, Amari, guy that that you know Georgia, I think would be looking at ultimately to play play receiver. I think if he came I now, I mean, you know, Kirby. Anytime there's a guy that's between a DB and receiver, Kirby's going to try to throw his hat in there all the time. I think and uh, try to put him over on the defensive side of the ball there, Jed. Or that's what it's that's what it seems to be. But uh, you know, at least that's the case with like KJ Bolden and some of these guys that that Georgia um, would be after that that can go both ways. But yeah, Mar Jefferson, that's a that's a visit that that everybody needs to you know look out for and uh, should be should be interesting. But these the really big visits, I think, really start to kick into gear on March 16th, uh, and that is – that's when Julian Lewis is going to come to town. And, yes, I know he's a 2026 uh, quarterback, but we've talked ad nauseum here about how much effort Georgia has already put into that recruitment. I mean, ever since he was in seventh grade, uh, he's been making visits to Georgia. Uh, you know, he's been doing the kind of the initiation to keep up with Georgia as, you know, he's not – uh, a rising senior yet, so he can't he can't necessarily be contacted uh, by the staff. You know he has to initiate the contact. But Jed, that's just uh, that starts off a that starts off a big run of quarterback visits with Julian Lewis, Puglisi, Dylan, uh, Dylan Raola, and then a couple of weeks later, you're going to have um, Ryan Montgomery coming into town. So there's there's four. Uh, quarterback visits kind of back to back to back um, coming there. I, I, I know um, Merklinger is coming at some point. I'm not sure the date March of when when he's 19th, when he's coming in for spring. March 19th, I believe, uh, is what he told us. I'm um, at the Rivals camp or at Under Armour, but um, but yeah, I mean it makes sense because you know you you, you would like to get your visitors in for a practice because if you, if you think about it, this is 
really about the only time these kids will get an opportunity to go to a Georgia practice because in the fall they got their own practices going on, right? And um, so getting these guys in for to see a spring practice, see how things operate. Um, but from the quarterback specifically, meeting with Mike Bobo, talking about the offense, seeing the offense in person, how he relates um, to, to Carson Beck and Vandegrift and Gunnar Stockton and those guys. So um, it'll be huge for them to kind of see how things look because obviously – in these guys' recruitments, none of them know anything other than a, a Todd Munkin-led offense. So uh, getting an introduction how Mike Bobo does things is huge, especially when you can kind of get him in that practice setting to see how he works on the field as well as off. Absolutely. I did want to mention here, take a little break, mention that this show is presented by Turner Wood & Smith Insurance, uh, located headquartered in Gainesville, Georgia, my hometown here. But they service the entire state, region, nationally, if you have insurance needs, Turner Wood and Smith Insurance is who you need to contact. Great customer service, a hometown feel. They've been around over 100 years, and they have great policy providers that they work with, like auto owners, insurance, life, home, car, business. Listen, my family, uh, you know, auto owners and Turner Wood and Smith have taken care of us and they can do the same for you. Like I said, both companies around for over 100 years, so established and ready to help you with your insurance needs. Uh, Jed, as always, we want to welcome everybody in that's on the in the YouTube chat over here. Hadn't addressed them yet. We got Jeff Hightoff. We got Bobby Sagas, Rhett Womack, uh, Jason Hildreth. We got Joseph Boswell, Paul Duringer, Randy Payne, as always, from Tifton, Georgia. Appreciate you being in. Andy Stowe, the living legend, is in here. Uh, somebody actually said they were Larry Zabisco, so that would truly be the living legend in there. Uh, OU Herschel Walker, and yeah, they, we've got a bunch of them in here. Jeremy Barbary, of course, in here once again. So go ahead and hit that like button while you're in here, guys. We're about to get to the vault questions, and we'll be hitting some of these, uh, some of these YouTube uh, chats as we go throughout, but we always, always, Alton Calhoun just joined us right here. Paul says, don't talk about Andy like that. Uh, okay, Paul, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll leave, we'll leave Andy at regular status for you while he's in here. But Andy, once Paul leaves, you'll go back to legend status. But, uh, so when it, when it comes down to it, there's a lot of visits, a lot of developments going on, but I just want to address the, the whole thing with, Dylan Raola, uh, right off the top, you know, before we, before we get going into it, listen, I know that it seems to be, you know, the internet is loves to go wild and put different, different things about every other week and stuff like that. But I would just tell people, if you've been on the UGA sports vault, if you have been with us since December, when Dylan Raiola decommitted from Ohio State, and I said, listen, Georgia's going to be very, very hard to beat, if not that, at that time, the absolute favorite for Dylan Raiola. And a lot of people like came, came and said, oh, no, he's going to commit to Nebraska within a month and all that kind of stuff. Well, that didn't happen. Okay, then people start coming a couple of weeks ago and saying, you know, he's going to he's he's he was at a basketball game. He's going to commit to Nebraska. People putting in predictions, all this kind of stuff for him in Nebraska. Didn't happen. Now he, he goes to, to USC on a visit. Everybody's putting in predictions, all this kind of stuff. I'm just telling you, I know directly that Dylan Raul is not going to rush into a commitment. He did that the first time. He felt that was a mis mistake. Did not enjoy how that all went down 
And now these visits will be taken. The thought will be put into this decision. But for the narrative out there of saying that Georgia, for some reason, is not in this in this recruitment, or Georgia is ha, doesn't have a chance to to land down right it's just a hundred percent false. I mean, it's just not the truth right now, Jed. Because I'll tell you one thing. Let's look at some of the some of the things that are going on. We said on on January eleventh, put a note out that said, "Hey, keep an eye on Jeremiah Smith to be visiting Georgia." This summer. Oh, and by the way, he's really good friends with Dylan Raiola, who he was once committed to Ohio State with at the same time. And lo and behold, they're coming in on June 2nd through 4th. Who are they also coming in with? They're also coming in with Peyton Woodyard, who the night that these USC predictions start going out and all that kind of stuff, who's he with? He's with Peyton Woodyard when this is going on. Uh, so... I mean, it is uh, it is crazy to to see how much momentum and people you know think that they're getting off visit highs and stuff like that. Jed, I just say this is a recruitment that you're going to have to let all the all the all the visits take place, and then I think that the chips will fall fall where they may there. But to say for anybody to say that this one is over or that this one you know uh, that Georgia is eliminated from contention, I just don't think has a pulse on on this recruitment. Well, like you said, I mean, if you really stop and think about this particular recruitment, it, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Like you said, he he felt like he rushed the first commitment. And uh, the first commitment, by the way, where it seemed like Georgia was in good position the first time, right? And then the Ohio State, Ohio State commitment kind of uh, came out of nowhere. But it, it doesn't make sense to back off a commitment you felt was rushed only to then remake it, recommit without taking all the planned visits like it just logically that that doesn't um really make a whole lot of sense so like you said there it's going to play out dylan i i believe is told us he's going to be in athens um in march as well right or in april oh well that's um, another that's another thing yeah. he broke the news here on on rumors versus facts in his in-person interview with us hey i'm going to be in athens march 18th he goes to a basketball game. People start reporting, well, that 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 visit to Georgia may not even happen. It's canceled, all that kind of stuff. Well, guess what? He's going to be there not only for the 18th, but also for the 19th. He's staying two days. We never wavered for that one. We never wavered from that That Jeremiah Smith was being targeted uh, with him when he you know, flipped from uh, Ohio State or when he decommitted from Ohio State that Georgia was going to then go after his presumed number one target there at Ohio State. Guys, there is nothing, nothing in this recruitment that lines up detrimental to Georgia at this point. There, there's nothing. Am I saying that he's going to 100% end up with Georgia? Absolutely not. I'm not saying he's going to – it's a guaranteed thing because it's a, it's a high school kid and it's recruitment and the day of NIL and everything else. But to say that Georgia is eliminated from contention, that these – Visits, and when I say visits, I mean one in March, maybe another one uh, before his official visit, and then the official visit with Peyton Woodyard, a guy who also was on our show, Rumors versus Facts, and says, "Hey, me and Dylan Raiola are talking about rooming together," <laughs> you know, on on live on air already. I mean, listen, it all you all you can 
all you can do is if you're Kirby Smart, uh, Mike Bobo, the Georgia staff, has put yourself in a position to be there at the end of this and get him on campus with without his mind, you know, made up one way or the other for the official visit, and that's going to happen. He's going to come in with no decision having been made because the family is going to take their time. Know that for a fact, 100%. And, you know, Jed, I feel like that people are also discounting, you know, the, the, the you look at the USC situation. USC also, not that Dylan Raul is scared of any competition at all or should be, but USC's got a pretty decent guy in that 2023 class that's already on campus in Malachi Nelson where Georgia does not. Right, yeah, if you want to pitch – and it's so funny because it's different than the narrative around the Arch Manning recruitment last summer where like, if you're Georgia, like, you could – there's a, a – the competition will be more – probably more wide open next year depending on what happens, like, you know, if Carson Beck is here, if he goes to the NFL, who transfers, whatever. Um, I mean, but there's a decent chance Georgia's got a wide-open quarterback competition uh, going into 24 as well, so you can pitch Riola, hey, if it's open – it's you, it's Puglisi, it's whichever other guys are still here. I mean, there's – whereas, like you said, Georgia not having that guy in the 23 class and USC does from that perspective. I mean, that's why you have a year of separation. That's why this works out is to, is to pitch it to these – the guys one class down the road. So, um, we'll see. But, yeah, definitely the, the thing that – the thinking that he would go into USC and just start right away is, 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 is ridiculous because, like you said, they've got Malachi Nelson – who will have a year in, in Lincoln Riley system by that point. Yeah. I mean, listen, same thing with, uh, you know, former, you know, five-star at one point, Gunnar Stockton, you know, he, he's going to have years under his, under his belt at Georgia when, if, and when Dylan Raul arrives uh, in Athens, if that were to happen, that would be a case. He would have to play with him. He would have to play against Ryan Puglisi. Okay, people forget about this young man. Okay, not not that he is in no way is he some kind of second fiddle playing all this kind of stuff. If I were like you, Jed, and I were in charge, if I were in charge of the national recruiting rankings, as you are, we know that you have your you have the the football as the president done with the nuclear co- mm-hmm. nuclear codes. You have the the football when it comes to these national recruiting rankings. Mm-hmm. For the life of me, I can't figure out why you don't have Puglisi like like right up there, right behind uh, uh, Raola. But listen, he's uber talented, okay? Tremendously uh, gifted with the way that he is able to navigate in and out of the pocket and has a strong arm. Yeah, the competition, the, the competition level, you know, being up there in the New England area, I'm sure that they're going to have to, uh, they're going to have to, you know, there's going to be an adjustment period. There was an adjustment period for Gunnar Stockton coming from double A's. There was an adjustment period for um, Brock Vandergriff, you know, coming from single A. I mean, you have to get used to college football, right? But listen, both of them are tremendously talented. And I think Georgia has a legitimate shot. I wouldn't, I, if I, if I told, if it, if it was pie in the sky, Jed, if it was like, you know, Hey, this is just something we're not going to, we don't get paid for, clicks right we get paid for subscribers and how do you keep subscribers you give them accurate information okay and that's what we're trying to do is give you the most accurate information and i'm telling you that there's a legitimate chance a very very good chance that ryan puglisi and dylan raola end up in this class because one ryan puglisi is not scared of the competition 
he's plenty good enough to be in that competition. And I just think that right now, I don't see anything that's detrimental to the recruitment of, especially with the tra- change to Bobo. A lot of people I've seen, have you seen these comments out there saying, oh, well, as soon as, as soon as, uh, as soon as, you know, Munkin left, we knew that Raul was going to go el- elsewhere and stuff. That's just, that's just not the case. Okay. You forget Todd Munkin was there the first time when Dylan Rowley committed to Ohio State, right? I think Mike Bobo is very, very – well, I know. I don't think. I know Mike Bobo is very, very well liked by uh, the, the Raiola family. And, you know, Jed, he just so happened to have coached a guy who the Raiolas are pretty familiar with. Yeah. I mean, um, Matthew Stafford, what more ringing endorsement and could you get when you, when you consider um, Dylan's dad was Stafford Center with the Lions? And, I mean, it's that's not like a receiver-tie-in relationship. I mean, centers and quarterbacks are – or like this, right? So um, that's that's a pretty ringing endorsement of Mike Bobo with with obviously, you know, who better to endorse what Mike Bobo can do and how he can develop you than a guy who came in as a as a raw, you know, very talented and was a highly rated recruit, but a guy who comes in with a big arm and is developed into the number one pick in the NFL draft and, and eventual Super Bowl champion. So um, that's a, a very unique, connection you know there's obviously the family connections at nebraska too but but that's certainly something that could um a family type connection anyway that could uh could work in georgia's favor yeah no doubt but what i'm at the end of this when it boils down to it what i'm telling you is i am not i am not telling you he's not going to go to usc i'm not telling you he's not going to go to nebraska i'm not telling you he's not going to georgia that's what i'm saying i'm not ruling any of the three out and i'm telling you that georgia has just as good, if not better, of a chance to land him than any of the other other places just because of all these accumulating uh, factors that are in it. But So keep following us on the vault. If you don't already, uh, hey, that's this is why you need to be there because you know things like Jeremiah Smith was going to visit back on January 11th when we told you uh, it was happening there. So uh, appreciate everybody tuning in. Hit that like button, turn on uh, notifications, subscribe to the channel, all that good stuff. Now, Jed, without further ado, let's go ahead and get into our vault questions. We'll, we'll mix in some YouTube ones, so be dropping some YouTube uh, questions as you go. Um, remember these vault questions brought to you by Turner Woodsmith and Auto Owners Insurance. And uh, here we go with Darth Janus leading it off. Yeah, it says, do you often see predictions that you feel have a motive other than accurately predicting where a prospect will go? And what visit weekend do y'all have your eyes on? I don't know that the the people putting in the predictions have the motive at, at time. Uh, I think that the people feeding them the information sometimes have a motive, Jed. And you're only as good in this in this line of work, you're only as good as the person that's giving you the information, right? Listen, there's been times where people that you and I trust and that we believe have given us information and we have reported it as face value, as what it is, that information they give us, and it ends up not being not being what ends up happening. But other times, a lot of times, if you just follow that and say, hey, I trust this person, this is what they're telling me, and this is what they're going with, that's that, that's often often the case. But I can just tell you in this scenario with what we were talking about with Raola, the information that comes directly from the source contradicts what is being put out there. So that's that's what I'm 
that's that's what I'm saying. What do you feel about you know predictions? Maybe having ulterior motives and things like that at some sometime. Yeah, I mean, like you said, I don't think, like, I don't think like if I was to put in a prediction, like, I don't know what motive I would have that would make me put in a prediction for a kid. But like you said, there's definitely, you know, you, you can get bad information or not even necessarily bad information, but um, you know, one sided information that was the frustrating thing. And I know we got a question about frustrating recruitments later, but the thing about the arch Manning recruitment last year was that everyone is, is clamoring for information and you don't talk to the kid ever. You don't talk to the family ever. So you're, you're only, you're really, you were really limited in, in what you could get. So, um, you know, Arch never went to camps. He never went to, you know, at least since since I covered him, and that was only last last summer and summer before. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know about ulterior motives or trying to screw over. The only only ulterior motive I could think of would be, you know, hey, if you're being dictated to that you have to put a piece of content out there and you know it's probably going to get some clicks and maybe your revenue is driven off of how many clicks you get and it drives up your ad revenue that would be the only that'd be the only ulterior motive i could think but i don't i don't know that that's necessarily the case with a lot of people but you know who knows it has happened what visit weekend do you have your eyes on jed what uh what i know which one comes to mind for me so which one is which one is is your one that you've got circled on your calendar yeah, it's that weekend. I'm trying to think, trying to do math in my head, that because that March eighteenth, nineteenth, twentieth window, because Riola, Puglisi, Jake uh, Merklinger is going to be there on the nineteenth, is what he told us. So, um, that's a lot of quarterback talent uh, coming through in a short period of time. Um, and then, and then G Day weekend, obviously, because that's huge. Uh, Justin Scott from Chicago is taking his official visit that weekend. I'm sure there will be more visitors official or unofficial that'll be a uh, streaming in a town for that weekend, especially with the rivals camp in Atlanta the next day. That's a little, a uh, nice twist of fate that might work in George's favor, but um, it's, it's really those two. And, and like you said, things are, are going to pick up for Georgia when spring practice starts next week, just so they can get guys in and see what's going on. But um, yeah, definitely that 18th to 20th. I don't know what day is Friday and, and whatever, but um, definitely that weekend and then G day weekend are the two I'd keep an eye on. No doubt. Uh, on the over on the YouTube chat, uh, Brian Chaffer talking about Dylan Raola and, and the chat is going on. He goes, he wants him to go uh, to to the to the dogs, but all, he's almost guaranteed to win a Heisman Trophy with Lincoln Riley. Well, only caveat to that would be, listen, Lincoln Riley's about to find himself in the in the Big Ten, okay. And as soon as USC ends up in the Big Ten, I would argue that they're automatically the the at best fourth best program. Because if you play that kind of defense, even close, they would even if they got twice as good defensively as they are right now, you're finishing fourth best in in the Big Ten. We saw Ohio State. We've seen what Michigan's done. We've seen Penn State. So USC's got a long way to go on that side of the ball. So that's just something to think about. Because typically, to win the Heisman, you got to get to win games. Um, that's kind of how that goes. But. Uh, all right, here we go. Uh, let's go with uh, – oh, I didn't answer the question, the visit weekend. My visit weekend that I'm looking at is June 2nd through 4th, okay? That yeah. is uh, that is uh, Dylan Rowell's official visit. That is Jeremiah Smith coming on an official visit with him. That is Peyton Woodyard who is going to be recruiting both of those guys. That is uh, – yeah, uh, Daniel Calhoun. That is uh, Joseph Phillips that we talked about at the beginning of the show from Alabama. 
it's gonna be huge. Yeah, Jer- yeah, Jared uh, Jared Gibson, um, as you said, Aaron Butler, who is a guy that that Georgia is just absolutely all over right now from out at Calabasas at receiver. So, listen, a big, huge weekend, first weekend in June. All right, Andy Stowe says. When will the RVF NWO style shirts be available? Listen, I did had a little fun on the vault. I uh, came up with a uh, came up with a uh, rumors versus facts NWO style logo. I got to work on uh, you know get those printed up and stuff like that. But if there's enough interest out there, uh, you know, let us know. Would you want the 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 white and black or the or the red and black out there for the uh, for the NWO style? And he said last week mentioned style commits. Three, I believe. I'm assuming you can't tell us. Now, nah, I mean that's that's the nature of being silent. I'm not gonna not gonna float people's business out there, but I will say that we've we've talked to we've we've talked about a couple of the names here on the show already that I feel are um, that Georgia sits in very good position with. All right, uh, Jed, what do we got here from Medical Dog? Can you compare and contrast the Manning and Raiola recruitments at this stage, and will we be the runner-up despite favorable reports during the middle part of those recruitments? Okay. Can you compare and contrast Manning and Raiola recruitments at this stage? Okay, so plain and simple, it was just a whole lot more of a mystery with Manning in terms of, like you said, Jed, you didn't didn't get to talk directly to the player. Uh, You didn't, you know – he just wasn't as as available, didn't give as much access, things like that, a lot more protected. I think you're probably going to see it become that way as all this overreaction uh, continues to happen on these these visits with with the Raiolas. Um, but I think that's the, big, the biggest thing. And the other thing is, too, Raiola has already been committed elsewhere. He knows what that's like. He knows what he's looking for now. I think there was just always so much ambiguity around the the Manning situation. I feel like there's a whole lot more uh, certainty and clarity about Raola and what he's wanting and what he's looking for and what he's communicating um, to those that are listening. Yeah, right. And like you said, the already being committed is – and I think it's a huge thing just because he knows what he is looking for, what he isn't looking for, what – I don't know, what maybe what went – wrong in the in the first iteration of this process that he's really going to be looking out for it's it's a totally different mindset um in a second recruitment for lack of a better term um than than the first with arch manning and like you said it's just so different when you i mean you have been all over this recruitment uh shameless plug for for blaine here blaine's been all over it and it helps a lot like you said when you've got when you've got actual sources on on all sides of this thing so um yeah, it's just the Arch Manning thing is a a a, a wild con- congruence of factors when you've got an extremely talented kid from that family, all that kind of doesn't have social media. I mean, just a million different things going on that just made that recruitment a, a unicorn, really. Yeah, it's almost like he was, you know, it's almost like he was uh you couldn't even you couldn't even really get anything out of fellow recruits about Archman. It's almost like they'd uh, you know, it's like they could tell you, but they'd they'd have to kill you type thing. You know, like that's that's you know, it was it was like some kind of, you know, mob secret or something. Just totally different. Uh listen, like I said, Dylan Rowell is gonna go one, he's a he's a he's a very uh, religious young man. He's gonna go one wherever 
wherever he feels like uh, the good Lord's leading him to go. And two, um, you know, he's, he's going to assess this situation from all angles, whether it's opportunity to play early, whether it's opportunity to win a championship, whether it's opportunity to be developed into a NFL player, that kind of thing. So, there's all all different kind of angles, and he's just going to take his time and and see see what he uh, what ends up being the best decision for him. But I can tell you right now that the best decision for him has not been made yet. All right, uh, big fatty ninety four, most annoying recruitment y'all have ever covered, Jed. What do you uh, think? Definitely in my uh, short time doing this with Arch Manning, although Dylan Royola is the Dylan Royola one is shaping up to uh to be a strong challenger uh if we if we keep going at this pace with the and the none of this has to do with the kid a lot of times. Oh, absolutely. None, of, no, none no. of this has to do with the kid. A lot of it has to do with just the hysteria that goes on around it. I'll be honest with you, there's there's one in this cycle that I've just totally uh, stopped following on Twitter and and everything like that. I'm obviously not going to throw a name out there, but I just I just can't do it. It's just, it's just too much. Okay. So, uh, so when, when, when your social media starts becoming a burden to people that that cover recruiting, uh, then, you know, that, that there's an indication there needs to be some changes made, uh, there. So that, I, I don't think it would be wise for us to throw out a name of the most annoying recruitment we've ever had. I will say that, that I was just getting started covering recruiting when the Zach Evans saga went down and that was, nuts okay that was absolutely nuts it was crazy to cover that one i don't know if there'll be another recruitment quite like the zach evans deal over there all right jeb what we got from pine tree yeah anything new with justin scott and edric houston yeah so uh, justin scott's gonna be visiting i feel like georgia has just you know garnered a ton of momentum there there jed since uh since trey scott got involved since that offer you know he was all set to commit to, to a school. And, you know, I think Notre Dame in particular really kind of felt pretty good about that one until, until he decided to push off not long after getting that, that Georgia, that Georgia offer. Um, any more new information on Justin Scott as he's preparing to make his visit here, Jed? Not much. Um, I'm like you said, it's kind of in that, you know, he, he pushed the recruitment back cause he wanted to see, Georgia and some other places. Now the next step is is actually seeing them, right? Um, I know uh, he's a he's a basketball guy up there in Chicago. Basketball season, I I would assume is is just now ending, so I might get out for some visits here soon. He's his official is like I said, G Day weekend. Um, but it, it's really kind of been a holding pattern until he gets down to Athens, and then we'll see uh, where things go after that. As far as Edric Houston, I checked in with him yesterday. Uh, he sent me some visits. He's visiting Oklahoma, Tennessee, Alabama, LSU, and Texas are on the docket for this spring. Obviously it was in Athens for the um for the championship celebration. And I think and we noticed this uh Blaine with with KJ Bolden's uh you know visits he tweeted out the other day. It seems like they might be going to see some schools they haven't seen yet before they really start getting things cranked up in the summer. Um because as we told y'all Georgia and Ohio State are kind of the main two for Edric Houston or the leaders I would guess not necessarily the main two but neither Georgia nor Ohio State's on that list. So maybe a chance to get out and see some places, schools we got a chance to um to establish themselves as contenders. Um, but but yeah, I still think maybe Ohio State's a little bit ahead for Edric Houston. And as far as Justin Scott, it's gonna be Georgia's got their 
their big swing at this thing coming up on G Day weekend. So it'll be um he'll be the the biggest um you know the the they'll be he'll be the one they roll out the red carpet for that weekend for sure. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. We'll see how how that one plays out. Listen, with the, the Edric Houston thing, uh, I had said, you know, a while back that Ohio State was recruiting Edric Houston harder uh, in, in terms of more communication from his would be position coach at that school, uh, Larry Johnson, versus you know Trey Scott and things like that. I can tell you, I know for a fact that that is uh, picked up on Georgia's end over the last uh, couple of weeks. Georgia, there's nobody in this class that Kirby Smart, um, I believe, wants more than Edric Houston. He's a difference maker up front. He's the kind of guy that you see do things at the NFL Combine like Nolan Smith just did, like Jalen Carter would have done if he would got a chance to compete in that in that Combine and things like that. So, uh, I'm just, I'm just telling you, he's a, he's a ridiculously talented young man, and Georgia's going to give it the full court press. The question is, you know, I mean, he's got a lot of options. And listen, uh, as Donut Dog on the Vault will tell you, Buford has not been favorable to Georgia, and Georgia's looking to change that. Is Edric Houston one of the guys that can help change it? KJ Bolden is another guy they're trying to get change it. So uh, it didn't change last year with Justice Haynes. Is everybody? in the world thought it would with him being a uh, a Georgia legacy. By the way, a little side note, and I don't know if this is uh, this may be a little salt in the wound to some people around here watching this show. I think Justice Haynes ends up being the number one back at Alabama this year. I think he ends up starting before it's all over with. Um, I just – I think Tommy Reese is going to want to run the football, and I think Justice Haynes is the guy to, to hand it to over there, so – uh, could be could be a big freshman year for for him. Don't know that that would have been the case for Justice Haynes with uh, what Georgia has here, even though he's tremendously talented young man. All right, big dog. Jed, are there any updates on Deuce Robinson? You know, not really. I mean, we we talked about it before we came on air. It's, it's kind of a he's still in that wait and see mode. Um, as far as baseball, he's I'm sure he's in the midst of of the baseball season out there, and um. It's kind of the we're going to wait and see how things go, what the draft uh, stock reports look like, and then make decisions after that. And I think, you know, Georgia had all that momentum going into February signing day. And, and yeah, as Trent has said on the show, too, the longer it goes, the the, the more likely it feels like Deuce might not end up in Athens. And, and, and we'll see that that's not to say it's it's set in stone, but. Um, that's that kind of feels like the way things are trending. Georgia had had built it up; they were right there at the at the doorstep, but we couldn't cross the threshold there. And um, I feel like the the I don't know ship might have sailed, maybe, but we'll see. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, listen, baseball is going to be big for Deuce, so we'll we'll see uh, we'll see how that this spring goes for him. KSDJ eighteen sixty nine asked a question about Jordan Seaton. We already talked about. Um, him, I do believe Georgia ends up getting an official from him. We both believe that Georgia is a top five uh, school for him. So we kind of touched on that earlier on. So, you know, ref, you know, go, go check that out, uh, you know, scrolling back on the replay. Or we can, uh, if you're a member of the vault, there'll be some, uh, some exclusive notes for you tomorrow on the vault in a war room, as we always, always tend to do. Doofus Dog, who will be our first 
Georgia's first 2024 O-line commit. Jed, if you have to go out on a on a limb and say who the first O-lineman to commit to Georgia in 2024 will be. That is a good question. Um, I mean, none of those guys, I don't think, really have a date. Um, let's and go right with – um, Right now they're not far enough down the line, I don't think, with many of yeah. them. Um, let's see. Let's go um, – let's go, I don't know, Fletcher Westfall. I mean, he's a guy – he's been in Athens a lot. Stacy Searles has made him a priority. Made multiple visits to Athens, like I said. He he was at the Oregon game as well last year. I think he likes Georgia a lot. Um, so so yeah. I mean, I don't know about first again. I don't think any of these guys have a timeline set. Um, but uh, let's let's go with Fletcher Westfall uh, just for kicks. Yeah, I think there's there's a lot of work to be done as you see these new offers going out to like guys like Ethan Callaway to to guys like Aiden Lynch. I think there's a lot of work to be done in terms of offensive line, and of course they're going to wait on Daniel Calhoun as long as he wants to wait. Um, but I think the first guy you could see is Malachi Tolliver. I think Malachi Tolliver is a guy that that you know Cartersville, um, Georgia just kind of has come on strong here as of late. He's a guy that that's going to return this spring. He's going to do an official this summer. Malachi Tolliver is a guy I think you need to watch out for um, in terms of potential being in this offensive line class. And then Jarford, do who do uh, who in y'all's opinion do you think our best option for quarterback is next season? So he's not talking about a, a recruiting question. He's going to end. He's going to end with uh, who is the actual quarterback for Georgia next year in the twenty twenty three season. Um, I mean, Jed, you may feel differently, but I feel like. I feel like this is Carson Beck's job to lose. Listen, Coach Donnan and and all those guys are more of the experts on the on the team play. But I just feel like the growth that you saw in Carson Beck in terms of his presence, his the way he carried himself, the way he delivered the football, even in mop up duty and things like that. I feel like he, he's just cognitively and you know, in terms of command, I think he's he's the guy that has has the best opportunity to to win it this spring. Yeah, that's that's who I'd bet on too. He's been here the longest, and we all made all of this talk about you know the, the system staying more or less the same and all that kind of stuff. Well, when you say that, Carson Beck is the guy who's got the most time in in this system, whatever it it ends up looking like. So, and like you said, Blaine, he looked a lot better this year. He didn't have that deer in the headlights kind of look. He he looked very efficient. I mean, I, he led probably four or five touchdown drives, which you couldn't have said in years past. So we'll see. I mean, Gunnar Stockton and Brock Vandergriff are going to get every shot. I mean, Kirby Smart's not the guy to anoint anybody for anything. Um, especially they're not going to name. I'm just telling you, they are not going to name a starter after spring. There will not be someone said, this is, this is the spark starter. This is not going to happen. Now there may be internally, they may know, Hey, I'm probably not the guy. So I'm going to transfer or something like that. One of the people, but I just don't think that Kirby Smart comes out publicly and names, a starter particularly if it were to be now this is recruiting related particularly let's say Gunnar stockton were to win the job he's definitely not going to come out and name him the starter after the spring because then you could possibly lose two quarterbacks and be down to one scholarship quarterback for the 2023 season that would be a nightmare scenario uh if you are kirby kirby smart and company so that, that's what i just don't see happening in terms of roster management and all that kind of stuff 
Um, Jed, anything coming up on the site uh, for everybody? That's all our vault questions. Anything coming up uh, next couple of days that, that need to make sure they are subscribed for? Um, I mean, we're probably going to have a uh, recruiting cheat sheet update this week. Uh, you mentioned the uh, the war room notes um, that that'll accompany this tomorrow. Um, and then, yeah, man, I'm, I'm ready to get some get some visitors in town. It's it's been a long time. It feels like since we've been doing some um, some visit recap stories. So ready to get those going. And and yes, yeah, spring practice starts a week from tomorrow. So uh, not necessarily recruiting related, but uh, the closest thing we're going to get to actual football until um, till the end of August, early September. So uh, ready for that to get going to be subscribed uh, to the UG, to UGAsports.com. Make sure you get all of it. Absolutely. And a couple of rapid fire here from Jeff Hightoff. He's been with us from the beginning here. So we want to answer a couple, a couple of his, uh, you know, is Jed going to Indiana to see Nitro Tuggle in person? You're going to make your way up to Indiana. Too Again. cold, brother. I ain't going back anytime soon. Maybe in the summer, you know, get some, you know, uh, maybe Nitro Tuggle is going to visit. He's going to do official visit June 23rd through 25th. Yep. Yeah. So, um, so he'll be he, in town. Yeah, he's got he already got Georgia gloves on, had Georgia gloves on his profile picture before he even had a Georgia offer. So clearly a kid that loves Georgia. We'll see uh so see how things develop on that front. And Jeff had another one. He said uh, they flipped Gilbert to rub it in Ohio State again. So uh and uh he's talking about twenty twenty five uh defensive back. Uh well I'm the first name eludes me. What's his Dante. first name? Dante Gilbert. Yeah, yeah Dante, yeah. Uh, Dante um, Gilbert. He's another guy that Georgia just has has built so much momentum with over the past three months. Offered him in November. Visited for the Tech game. Visited again. Uh, I don't. I, one weekend in January. I can't remember if it was for the uh, championship celebration or not. But he'll be back in. Uh, when they, he'll be back this spring at some point. And, and he told me he said when we I spoke with him at Under Armour. He said Georgia feels like home, which you know is, is not that uncommon a thing to hear from recruits, but it is a little. Uh, eye raising when you hear it from a kid already committed to another school. Um, so Georgia's definitely got the momentum there. Wouldn't be shocked at all if uh, if he ends up either flipping straight to Georgia or decommitting and then committing to Georgia at some point. No doubt, no doubt. That's uh, and that's why you watch UGA Sports Rumors versus Fact. The reason you're subscribed to the Vault is because you find out things on January 11th that get uh, broken. You know, today out here, like Jeremiah Smith visiting this summer, we're on top of the the Dylan Riola recruitment, all those kind of things. So make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're subscribed not only on YouTube, but that you subscribe actually to the website and are part of the dog vent of the vault, all those good things for Jed May. I am Blaine Gilmer. We'll catch you guys next Monday night, live 830. And then, of course, on Wednesday night, I will be live with former Georgia legends or Georgia legends and, you know, former Georgia players and NFL players, Tavares King, Noshawn Marino. We'll be breaking down some of the NFL top, uh, NFL combine top performers around the SEC because we cover not just Georgia, but also all the SEC on Georgia players section. So for my guy, Jed May here, I'm Blaine Gilmer. We'll catch you next time on UGA Sports Rumors versus Facts.